me and you like cooking together, doing lots of um, kind of more elaborate recipes and spent things that you can spend hours in the kitchen doing. Yeah, um, like fish donuts, which didn't go very well. Always work out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Offscript. Today we're going to talk about the beauty of side projects. Okay, so I think one of the things that um, I've been thinking about a lot at the moment is just that sort of importance of side projects and how when you've got really busy time at work, um, having that sort of side projects, whether it's like during work hours or, you know, after 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 hours, um, having something to focus on that can give you that sort of creative outlet that normally you probably wouldn't get in your day-to-day work. Yeah, I think it's really important because you can make a lot of progress on a side project where you might be feeling frustrated with lengthy approvals or maybe it's quite tricky to collaborate on the thing that you're trying to get done especially in leadership position because it's not you doing the things often so it can be quite um frustrating Mm. um so to to be able to go and just do a thing plan it actually execute it get it done yeah ship it (laughs) (laughs) ship that food um yeah it's quite satisfying isn't it I think so. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, we're both um, working businesses that have, have grown quite substantially um, from those early days where you can be kind of scrappy startup or agency mode where you can, as you said, just kind of get shit done. But um, but yeah, obviously now there is a lot more to consider. There's there's regulations, there's compliance, there's legal considerations. Yeah. Um, your risk appetite is lower. And, and in general, you can't just kind of wing things um, as easy as it was before. Yeah, absolutely. And people don't appreciate you diving in and doing stuff that that's is part of their role either as much as they do a scrappy no. five ten person no company. everyone's like leave me alone get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> that was my bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i find cooking quite therapeutic but we were talking briefly about i've got some little coding side projects yeah. so i did a few over christmas one with one of my Things that I wanted to do is learn bun and not on a client project. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really good. And did a little post about that. But I was making um, I was making a Redis server from scratch. Mm-hmm. So you would you would never do that. That was completely <laughs> rubbish idea. Yeah. But um, in terms of learning, it's nice because you get to figure out how the the socket level protocol works. Yeah. Um, how it all ties together. How you can test it. Uh, it's quite satisfying because you can get pretty far mm. quite quickly. And then I managed to hook up Table Plus yeah. and put like a little logging thing in the middle and just implement just enough for the UI and Table Plus to work, yeah. which is nice. Um, completely pointless. And then it made it even more pointless by mounting it as a virtual file system as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could open each key as a file and then inside is the value. That, um, that bit was a bit batshit for me. Yeah, it was a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I would I would argue nothing is completely pointless, and I think the the thing that excites me about side projects is there's always stuff that you'll take back into your sort of day to day job. So you know, your exploration of Bun and the ecosystem around it and how it could be useful in projects using a Parallax, I think is super useful. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And I guess we can segue from bun to cooking. Uh, <laughs> like we did that. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Um, I've been working on that in my head. Um, but yeah, you, you did a stage, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. So we've been cooking um, together for a long time. Me and you like cooking together, doing lots of um, kind of more elaborate recipes and spe- things you can spend hours in the kitchen doing. Yeah. Um, like fish donuts, which didn't go very well. always work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, some ideas should firmly stay in your head. Yes. Yeah. Um, because you think you have the skill set of Heston, Blue Valley, you absolutely don't. Yeah. Problem. Oh, we did pivot that one into a seaside donut, which is actually on the menu somewhere we're going today. So. That did work. Yeah. yeah. So not everything's a terrible idea, but um, but yeah. So we we started doing um, kind of little pop ups and and kind of people paying us to cook food for them um, over the last. I don't know five years. Yeah, and we had to do our food safety course and yeah. learn the colours of the. Big shopping boards, which I've definitely remembered. I was going um, to say, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really good fun and quite terrifying at the same time. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of similarities between cooking and um, kind of software engineering. And uh, I, I don't think this is a forced kind of relationship because ultimately, when you get to uh, a kind of a higher level of cooking, which I am absolutely not, at, um, but I, when you see chefs that are doing that. Uh, you see the same characteristics, like the obsessiveness over the details and, um, you know, the sort of level of investment in those skill sets that just takes a very long time to, to master. Obsessive planning and prep. Prep prep is everything, isn't it? Everything, yeah. Um, yeah, so so as you mentioned earlier, I, I thought I'd kind of take myself even further out of my comfort zone. I did something called a stage, um, which is essentially uh, an internship in a professional kitchen. It's I'm, I'm so impressed that you managed to do that because we were originally going to go, go to Man Behind the Curtain, but that didn't quite work out. No. But actually, I think that this is even better because, yeah, yeah the things you that you've been learning and like, it, I would be absolutely terrified. I'd never be able to do what you did <laughs> because, yeah, I mean... The level they're at is ridiculous. It's insane. Like I, I've we've eaten together and separately at the Black Swan uh, yeah. many times. Uh, it's a really lovely um, Michelin star restaurant in um, in Oldstead, if you've never been, uh, just outside of York. And um, the head chef there is a lovely um, chap called Callum, who was just so welcoming. Um, Callum Leslie's his name. Uh, he's just so welcoming when I got in touch. I was like, I am not a professional chef. <laughs> Can you let me come and see what you do for the day? That is ace. And yeah. what was the first thing you ended up doing? You put your apron on and then... Yeah, he kind of shows you around the the kitchen and the whole restaurant, actually. And um, he's like, here's the things that you need. Here are the aprons. Here's the stuff that will kill you. Um, try not to kill yourself. Yeah. The usual stuff. <laughs> Um, and then the, it's a really tough day and they, they do this day in, day out. So I got there at about 10 o'clock. I think they start at nine and they finished the shift at about 10 or 11 at night. So that's a long, long stint day. and you're on your legs all day. All day. So we, we prepped from when I got there until about four, broke for half an hour for staff dinner and then back on it for service. So nice. What was the staff dinner like? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just i think it's a bit of a flex for them actually yeah (laughs) yeah. they're kind of like we just whipped this up it was this amazing sort of gochujang noodle dish um man i think you used some leftover duck from some of the like previous nights um, that they couldn't reuse and it was just honestly the tastiest thing the tastiest (laughs) bowl of food (laughs) you must when the 
you don't end up using all the delicious ingredients. They must just be ironing it up thinking, yeah. stuffed in it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's another scallop gone to waste. Or <laughs> oh, this end bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That off. Yeah. No one will want that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice because there's a real um, there's a real team ethic. There's a real camaraderie. Um, you know, at the end of the like staff dinner, everyone says thanks for staff and like, you know, there's just a really good uh, atmosphere and there's there's a good level of banter, as you'd expect. But when it comes to service, there's a real serious tone to we're really fucking good at what we do and this needs yeah. to be spot on. Yeah. So everyone's looking out for each other in yeah. terms of making sure the quality is right. And, yeah. Yeah. Stepping in and, and helping or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nudging as needed. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the even with the prep, if you know if if a certain area of the prep is behind, they'll all kind of club together to get it up to speed, and yeah, yeah, really cool. And it's super important to keep your area completely clean, isn't it? Like yes. after everything that you do. Yeah, like the, you know, even just the work ethic around cleanliness, everything has its place. Um, yeah, it's just a really well old machine, um, and it's quite interesting seeing. So Callum, um, you know. I think mostly gone are the days of really shouty kitchens where it's that super macho bullshit attitude. Yeah, I think that's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. In most places. Yeah, so Callum um, is just like quite calm the way he runs the kitchen, but ultimately people know if he's asking for something it needs to get done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I kind of like that air of respects for, you know, because there, there is a hierarchy in the kitchen. I know a lot of tech companies these days champion a lack of hierarchy. Yeah, um, you know everyone's equal, and we all work together as a team to get stuff done, which has its pros. But also, sometimes you need a leader that's like, just fucking do this. Yeah, definitely. I guess there's going to be in the professional kitchen a mix between sort of the functional day to day, like getting the dishes out, and mm. I guess they'll have a more because they have the sort of seasons and they so they'll have a break, and then they'll do more experimental stuff, which yeah. should be more like you. Your R and D hack day sort of yeah yeah <laughs> which is again a good parallel you know that like that sort of experimentation is is essentially a hack day yeah yeah you want to just try lots of things see what works yeah. see if you like fish donuts you don't um, and then <laughs> go again no one does it turns out yeah <laughs> yeah what I loved is um, so I, I started on so the whole sort of mise en place process which is most of your day prepping. Um, sometimes you'll be prepping stuff for that that night's service. Sometimes you'll be prepping for the next day. Yeah. Um, so most like stocks and sauces take like long time to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of them are kind of made for the he- the day ahead. Um, but yeah, so um, lots of labelling. Lot. Oh, so much. Oh, I'd love that. You I love a label printer. You would love it, honestly. <laughs> Just really vac packing as well really well nice you i mean i've never seen someone vac pack stuff as much as you do i'm obsessed with it <laughs> um I, you know everything should be vac packed at some point i feel um and labeled as, as you agree yeah yeah um but yeah i think i think for me it's the that level of obsession and pride in in what they're doing so i was chatting to um one of the chefs called hannah and she was telling me about how they'd spent a long time um figuring out how to prepare this mallard um they have this nice, really nice duck produce from R&J, which is a nice Yorkshire supplier. Nice. And she was telling me how how they'd figured out how the process to get the duck as good as it could be. So they, they'd blowtorch it, they'd dip it in like vinegared water to make the skin tighten up, and then they'd nice. like cook it a few times in a different way, like on the barbecue, then in the oven. 
exact timings, exact temperatures. Amazing. And at the end, it's just like, I was eating it. And she's like, you see, you see why we've done all those steps. So it's like this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. And I think that obsession and pride and focus, it just really helps. It just gives you a sense of achievement and mm. can help you take your mind off something stressful or like... You can't focus on anything else, right? Yeah. It's yeah. that state of flow that you get when you finally get a good few hours coding and you're just going and coding and doing the thing. Yeah. And you like, you just look up and you three hours has gone in yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. So maybe that long shift doesn't feel quite as long as it actually is. No, I mean, you're definitely knackered when it's over, but I, I did, certainly, it's a really good comparison. That I do certainly think that sort of service state is your flow state when you're coding. Like everyone's yeah. in the rhythm of it. Um, everyone knows what they're, what's expected of them. Yeah, really cool. Like there was one thing where Hannah was um, using a Japanese mandolin just with like the, what part of that, your hand's that called? Like your, the butt of your thumb? Or, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, she she wasn't even looking at the mandolin. She was just like doing it. Oh God. And I was like, this is <laughs> this is pure fear. She's like, and now do you want to do it? I was like, I'm not, I won't be doing that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I always use the guard because I'm, I'm yeah. an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But like just, just the sort of like um, confidence in like your ability. Oh yeah. Just, you know, if you've done it a million times, you know. Yeah. You're not going to cut yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even Callum was like, I think it's good you don't do that either. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you give to people that want to sort of do something outside of work? What kind of things could they do to get started? I guess the thing is um, optimise for that sort of, not necessarily flow state, but like that sort of like creative outlet. You know, as you said, it's cooking for us is is a is a way for you to have to focus on a single thing um to try and achieve a task yeah and i think those sort of side projects that allow you to become immersed in something uh the most satisfying and gratifying yeah definitely and being able to get to done on something is really important for me because yeah you often don't get that at work in well, as I do, have a lot of meetings, yeah. and they don't really seem to have any end or <laughs> just yeah, outcome. Yeah, you die. <laughs> Basically, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, especially like on the more commercial side, because it's you're just trying to like get stuff through the funnel and like mm. think about interesting new tech, and then you don't actually end up seeing it through. Mm. You hand it over to someone else, and that's that's quite painful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got this really exciting thing that we could do. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. You enjoy that. You, oh, I really wish I was doing that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you can take complete ownership of something end to end. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you work in a, a in a in a bigger company or or even just a, a smaller team, it's hard. But you can't be like, I have a really strong opinion on this bit, but I need to let you own that, and that's really hard. Yeah, definitely. They're very different, aren't they? Um, so. And yeah, because you are your own boss on a on a side project, it's yeah. just. As long as you can try and block out the time, I realise that's not viable for some people. But yeah. you can even find, because I started with um, getting getting back into using Logic, yeah. and I just set myself a goal of 10 minutes a day. Mm. Even if it's just opening Logic and then being confused, clicking around for a bit <laughs> and closing it again, It's sometimes that would happen, and then sometimes it's you're two hours in, yeah, and you're just like 
yeah, really getting into playing around with it. So you've got the other benefit of your dad um, helping to tutor this as well. Yeah, your dad's an absolute musical legend. He is. He, he's he's been around a bit, <laughs> but he's been uh, teaching me synthesizer stuff. So he's got modular synths at home. Yeah, I've been trying to recreate those and stuff since, and Amazing. it's been really nice. So we do a weekly Zoom call where we just try and recreate a track and it's quite nice um, so, that's so cool though you're getting a few things ticked at once there you're getting kind of that relationship with your dad and, and then you're also getting that sort of musical fun yeah well the thing about me and my dad is that um, yeah we have a good relationship but it's like typical bloke thing like <laughs> yeah like we need to do something in order to interact <laughs> yeah. with each other <laughs> yeah no eye contact yeah that's it it's like look i never saw him loads when i was growing up because he was always out gigging and stuff and then yeah it's nice to sort of rekindle yeah that relationship and um yeah it's it's nice man thing to organize activity in order to wires and synths <laughs> and stuff yeah, yeah let's go look at some wires and then we don't have to talk about our feelings <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but ultimately you'll end up talking about your feelings well yeah through wires it. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i love that yeah i think um i think the, the the kind of takeaway for this is just try and actually create some space uh, to to take on some of those side projects um doesn't have to be technical i was chatting to someone at work who um who has an art studio um She's actually an amazing artist as well, but she does all la la in her spare time. Um, and I think that's also just that that same thing, that creative outlet, um, something that's completely different to your day job. Yeah, it's just really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I never really got into arty stuff because I'm really crap at drawing, but I can see that being yeah. really therapeutic. Oh, yeah, if you could do it, I could see how you'd like look at the end kind of product and be like, that's great, I'm happy with that. The problem I've got is I need to be at least somewhat good at it, otherwise I'll just give it up. Yeah, um, same. And yeah. then, yeah. yeah, I'm going to try to learn skiing, but I've got a feeling this is one of those things that I'm not going to be good at. I think you'll be good at it. Do you, no, I don't know. I fell over this week, so. <laughs> That's the rite of passage for you. I think you'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have faith. But um, but yeah, I think um, I think just, just put yourself out there. Just go and ask people, you know. Um, if you want to go and learn more about something, go to someone who does that and speak to them about it. Do you think having a successful side project then helps your work day the next day i think it certainly helps my mood and my mindset for work um because sometimes if you're working on bigger projects you're not going to have a win every day sometimes it'll be slow and it'll be frustrating and i think getting that satisfaction of completion or actually just satisfaction of learning something somewhere else is quite important yeah so yeah yeah, I think it's also really helped my personal life as well, just in terms of me feeling like I'm getting something that I need. Um, yeah. You know, because it's quite easy to get stuck into a rut and just kind of finish work, sit on the sofa and do nothing. Because um, I think I think everybody needs a little bit of different areas of their lives, don't they? Yeah. Um, just attending. Um, so there's an interesting book called One Thing, and it, it tries to take you through different areas of your life, so like physical, personal sort of key relationships, your job, your business, mm. personal finances, all these different areas. And you kind of need to tickle them all, yeah. uh, but at different points. And you need to know when to switch from one thing to the other. Mm. So I don't think there is such thing as a work-life balance. I think it's, mm. it's it has to, you have to go and attend to the thing that needs the most attention. Yeah. Um, and if that is, let's say this week it is physical and your back's, knackered like mine is at the moment yeah so i need to get booked in and yeah do some stretches get on the mat and like i need to make time for that yeah over everything else yeah i think um, that prioritization is really important because 
work is always going to be demanding, especially if you're in sort of leadership positions or positions where people rely on you for a lot of input or direction. Um, I'm sure they'd like to not rely on you at all, to be honest. But, yeah. you know, I, I do think having that prioritization of your health or these side projects that give you that satisfaction is super important. Yeah, definitely. Well, what this book talks about is setting one priority for each of those areas mm. and working on that until it's done. Uh, and I think the analogy it used is if, if you chase two rabbits, you catch neither. And it's like, it's just like, you can have all these different areas of your life that you need to attend. Mm. But if you try and just have one focus area in each, then you're going to do a lot better at being able to switch between them. That's great. So yeah. you can go, well, my exercise goal, my exercise stuff is, I know that I'm going to do something on a Tuesday, a Thursday and a Saturday. Mm. And that's non-negotiable. Just do it. Yeah. And it's fine if you miss the odd one. Yeah. The, I think the key is consistency, isn't it? Like Streaks, isn't it, really? If you think yeah. About it, yeah. So with the logic thing it's like 10 minutes a day with your cooking it's three to four times a week whatever it is yeah. it's like you have to have consistency because you it can't just be a one-off event yeah because no, yeah you are what you do regularly you're not what you do one-off yeah consistency is such a good point there and and definitely with the trying to focus on one thing um i, I set loads of goals for this year and else uh else was just like these are all really high she's like you need to, like you want to hit your goals and then maybe like extend them. You don't yeah. want to have them so far out of reach that, you know. I I quite like a stretch goal though. <laughs> Me too. But she's like, but yeah. you'll be really frustrated if you don't hit any of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I quite like a stretch and realistic and then you can hit your realistic and be yeah. happy. I think her point was there's no realistic one. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're about, about to have a child. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I guess everyone can can sl- put realistic ones in there. It might just be like instead of getting the, getting a car into somewhere, changing it out for a walk, or yeah. change, swap a takeaway with cooking something more elab- elaborate, or yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, do you know what's good is delivery is so bad at the moment that it's forcing us to cook more. <laughs> but I'm actually yeah. really grateful for that. It, it could be quicker than waiting for delivery, can't it? Yeah. Oh god, it's two hour wait for Nando's of the night. I was oh discussing that. <laughs> When you want a Nando's, you want it then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So my hunger was growing too much. Uh, <laughs> and then you get that hour of hangry uh, <laughs> arguments. <laughs> yeah, just need it to arrive. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think this is, um, you know, this has been a really good chat. I think for me, it's just make sure you prioritise those side projects. Make sure you prioritise those things that give you, like, satisfaction, even if they feel like they're pointless, because they're absolutely not pointless. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Cool. Last one. Thanks very much, Josh. Thanks for listening to this talk about the beauty of side projects. Hit subscribe and we'll see you at the next one.